superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This, this, check this out. This is the Rich Eisen Show. When Odell takes the field, it will have been what? Yeah, 500 plus days. Since he's played a football game. The Rich Eisen Show. Ravens gave him 15 million bucks. And the Giants are like, yeah, do we give Saquon Barkley 15 million a year? That's what they're thinking. Earlier on the show, the Fire Pit Collective golf writer, Alan Shipnock, NBC Sports Boston Patriots insider, Tom Curran. Coming up from FX's Justified City Primeval, actor Timothy Oliphant. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Ah, uh, yes, hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show, live on the air right now here on the Roku channel. This Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio affiliate, Sirius XM, and more fun show that we're having. And I could not be more thrilled to kick off this hour with the star of FX's Justified City Primeval. He is back as Raylan Givens, which is a gift to anybody who knows Justified or Leonard Elmore or Elmore Leonard or and all of that stuff, we are so excited to have here on the Rich Eisen Show, Timothy Oliphant back here on the show. How are you doing, Timothy? Uh, it's good to be back. Thanks for having me. I'm telling you As soon something... as you start talking, I'm reminded just how smooth and easy you make it all look. Well, you know what? I, I, <laughs> although I just called one of the greatest uh, uh, authors in the history of authoring. Uh, well, Len Elmore is a great uh, announcer and basketball player. Yeah, uh, but anyway, long story short. Up? Did I miss it? No, uh, you know you what? Almost I, did, I should have just let it go. By the way, technically, elephant. Yes. Uh, yes. Did I really? I'm on a run right now where I've decided I'm going to just. I, I feel like I've years I've let it slide, and I, I've created a problem. Okay. My, my dad gets offended. My dad gets upset. What does your dad get upset about? Well, when he hears uh, Oliphant. Oliphant. Okay. He, by the way, when I say he hears it, I like he hears it from my children <laughs> when they say their names Oliphant, and he goes, "What?" And he goes, it's Oliphant. And then he looks at me and says, Tim, what are you doing? I said, let him say it how they want. So, this, so you've been on this show. Hold on a second. You've yeah. been on this show multiple times. You were on and, our and, podcast and, so long ago that that's what the, I mean, predated this show. 12 yeah. years you've been doing so, our As a matter show, of yeah. fact, you set the record for most curse words in I'm the history of, of, that, I'm proud uh, of, of that broadcast. And I've been you mispronouncing your last name the entire time. Well, I only noticed it now. So it's. Oliphant. Oliphant. Like yes, elephant, I, but oliphant. That's exactly right. Okay. Oliphant. Timothy Oliphant here on the Rich Eisen right. Show. It's a mouthful. I don't expect no, you to say No, it's great. No, that's and by the way, just drop the Timothy. Just go with Tim, and maybe it makes it easier. Tim Oliphant. We're not that close. Go back to Timothy. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded... Well, I just walked right into that. <laughs> Fantastic. 
Really, Gibbons is back. You know I've had. Or is it really moment. Gibbons? Is it? I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me let me correct you. And uh, Gibbons, I've had this mug in my. Uh, I've sent you a photograph. Did I, yeah, I send yeah, you a photograph yeah. of this mug and, and on my desk with yeah. it holds pencils? Yeah. Uh, it's, I, now take we, this we, one. We do go way back. Now oh, you Tim. get like a car oh, seat. <laughs> you know what? Just, just say buddy. My bud. Just say, yeah. Tim Oliphant. Just say, let me ask here you. Here on the Rich Eisen Show. Can I ask show. you something, buddy? You know, so, <laughs> pal. Sport. Can you get to the show? And by the way. Yes, sir. The, the uh. We're going to talk justified because that, of course. But I also want to say because this feels right up your alley. Okay. And, and forgive me, I'm I'm self promoting here. Please. But uh, there's a Soderbergh thing coming out. I know. Out, yeah. And that is also. I'm, I, and I'm not taking uh, credit for this. Yes. It's, certainly not full responsibility. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I'm going to be two for two on these. I bet you will. They're sweet. Full circle. Full circle. How about that? See, that's the name of the show that's coming on Max. And by the way. Uh, because I don't know him very well, I would call it HBO Max, but I know it's not Max now. Yeah, you can't be expected See, this to whole keep thing, up. I can't keep up. And Steven Soderbergh is the director of that one. I just heard that there's a something called Roku. Sir, <laughs> see it on speaking, your desk there. Speaking and I of, it must be a thing. Speaking of insanely um, popular and successful Academy Award-winning directors that you have worked with, is it true, Tim? That we can, because I've been telling you, I'd love to see more Raylan Givens. I'd love to see more Raylan Givens. That we can no. credit he, Quentin Tarantino well, for this, or what? Here, what do we got? He and I uh, had a conversation about this um, on the set on the set of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes, and yes, it still gives me a little tingle just to talk like that's my part of my life. Yes, yeah, it's it still is just uh, pretty cool. I've had it pretty good. Um, stick around long enough, they say. Uh, and where I said, hey, let me ask you something. Uh, I had this idea, because we've been talking about bringing the show back, but we need the, the, the something to jumpstart it, you know, something to give us a, get it going. Mm-hmm. And I said, what if we took, uh, we took this Elmore Leonard book, City Primeval, mm-hmm. and just stripped it for parts and, and turned it into a Raylan story? And he thought that was a great idea. And that's that that helped. So you put some wind in our sails. You had the 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 seeds of the idea, or you were the one who was coming up with the idea. You had this book. You saw let's the say, book. Let's just say it was your, to your audience. It was all me. It was all my idea. <laughs> and Quentin Tarantino. When he's not like, exactly. But and so when was, Quentin's we, like the writers, we had been talking. The guys from the show. We we've always stayed in touch. We've always talked about wanting to bring it back. Yes. Um, I love those guys. I love that collaboration. They mean the world. And we were just looking for. We were looking for that idea to get it get it started. Yes, and and I brought that idea up to Quentin. I mean, I'm there on the set. I'm not going to waste him an opportunity here to pick his brain. Yes, and um, I knew he knew the show. He was a fan of the show, um, and he was a huge Elmore Leonard fan. He's adapted him himself. Yes, amazingly so with Jackie Brown. And what I didn't know is that he was going to at one point make City Primeval the, a film. And he's so he loves really? he loves the book, and he was very enthusiastic. And at one point, was going to direct two of our episodes. Yeah. And what happened? There was a it was an unfortunate thing where he just well uh, he went and had a kid, and uh, well, it got in the way. The kids will screw it and up. That's what they do. <laughs> People say they change your life, and it, that's really code for they get in the way. <laughs> Father of the year, Tim. Elephant. Well, congratulations on you. Best dad ever. Best dad ever. Nine years running. (laughs) 
And I have a, and I have a 14 year old that's sad uh, right well, here on the Rich Eisen show. You know, you gotta well, work I got out this. The kinks. I got this a few years ago. Yeah, working, working, out the kinks. working out the kinks. So, what was it like for you to put the the hat back on for the first time and look in the mirror and see? Okay, there's well, Raylan the Gibbons. Well, the cool thing about here. aging, it doesn't affect hat size. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And it doesn't throw, affect you know, hats. You know, you got to put the hat back on, otherwise people won't know what the show is. So, uh, see, <laughs> there it is. There you go. You put the hat back on, and they're like, "Oh, there it is." Same old, same now, old. Now, is, is it like a, an athlete putting on eye black where, you, like, you get in a mindset before you walk out on the stage there, and you put it's the hat exactly on? Exactly like that. <laughs> Superman's cape. It's got to be something yeah. similar. It's felt so similar to my NFL days uh, when I put on the. Well, you won't. You, yeah, you play like, tennis. You don't wear. You way, don't. Yeah, no, I, I will throw on the zinc. Very similar. Very similar. <laughs> throw it on the zinc. So <laughs> it's similar. If, I'm a big fan of the zinc. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. And by the way, I'll go with colors. By the way, since you and I have last had a conversation, <laughs> yeah, on this show, and you poked merciless fun at me at the way I mimicked. I don't recall making that way. making a, a you know a, a, a tennis racket swing motion where I went <laughs> oh, like this, right. and now, you said it's not like it's slamming a door. Okay. Well, it's still a little it's haunted not, by it. Exactly, it's not like <laughs> slamming a door, Rich. You know, you got to put spin on it. I have since taken many. You, you inspired me and? to take many lessons. Good for you. Um, I'm I'm okay at it. I can't take. I probably you'd still w probably kick my ass a little. Well, bit sure. Here. I think everyone expects that, but still, <laughs> <laughs> I think still though. But I I, I, I know what you mean. Oh, about, I see a little you know, brush. Oh, yeah, I, I got the brush. brush. I got brush. <laughs> I got brush. I got brush. You've got <laughs> you zinc it up. I got brush. I'll brush it up. You zinc it up. Uh -huh. I'll brush it up. We'll see what's on. Uh -huh. Yeah. And what's the backswing look like? Is it? Oh, you know, I, let I, me I, see the back. Oh, oh, oh back yeah. Here? Hold on. Up. Whoa. Know, one is of it those. one hander? Uh, no. <laughs> I, you, yeah. You know, yeah. I do the one hander. I do. Wait I do. I don't do that. This I don't do the pickleball. two. You're talking about uh, pickle. I am a pickle. Uh, I am a pickle uh, guy. It's hard not to love it, right? Do you play? You want to hate it, but it's great. You're into it, right? I love it. Is it going to take off though? Is it a spectator sport? No. No. I don't think so. Although, although I will although on occasion. I'm sure golf is a spectator sport, and yet there it is. I will on occasion <laughs> see. <laughs> I will see on occasion a point or, or two and sure. stop and watch and maybe get a pointer and not actually put it into practice when I actually play. Sure. But I do love it. It's yeah. great. So you play. How often do you play pickle? Not as often. No, not as often as uh, as tennis. Okay. Uh, still pretending my knees uh, don't hurt. Okay. And uh, but I do love the pickle. And if it was, uh, I do. I'll tell you this. I was for years like a lot of tennis players. Like, oh come on. Like if you found out a buddy was playing pickle and that's why he couldn't play tennis. And then I went out there. Mm -hmm. And and. Three hours later, I was in my backyard going, honey, I feel like we could fit a court. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, that was so much fun. All right. Do you want to tell him what you say then? Every single time? Pickleball's brought up? Go well, ahead. Go ahead. Go well, ahead. Well, say it to my well, buddy, Tim. Well, Tim, go ahead. I feel like we're friends. We go way back. We've sure. known you for a long time. You've sure, been coming Chris. on our shows. Um, how, how old are you again? No. <laughs> He's no year's age. Uh, According to Wikipedia, pickleball is 55, for, for but people. I still don't think that's right. Okay. <laughs> Can't it's confirm. The, it's for or people deny. of a certain age. Uh, oh. Uh, no, you're wrong. You're wrong. Yes. No, I, I was out there playing with uh, professional tennis players. Because Guys on the tour. Because it's a fad now. That's why. That's why they're into it. 
Well, this is uh, this is what Chris, you're catching up to our conversation. I think it I think it started out with that sort of. Well, I guess I asked if it was a spectator sport, right? Which yeah. is another. That's a different story. Though. So it's not. I'm not saying it's a fad. I don't think it's a fad. I think it's sticking around. It does so feel you, like it's cooled a little bit. No, it hasn't. Just because I have stopped talking about it. I think it's it got a lot going for it. It does. Taking up less space. Right. Everybody can play it. The entry level's good, but the people that are really good are. Really, it's pretty fun. So you played with people on a tour? Yeah, I played with like, yeah. I've, I've had a chance in. to play with some really good, some some ball players. Yeah, you're going to drop a name or what? Come on. Big Sam Query. I know that's going to impress. Yeah, no, yeah, the, big the, Sam Query. By the way, yeah. I was out there playing. That was my first time ever playing. Uh, my Sam, uh, Sam um, another guy plays on the pickleball tour, former mm-hmm. college tennis player, mm-hmm. and then my daughter who played college tennis. And so... I was, so I, I was there with three very good tennis players slash pickleball players. Yes. And um, it was a kick to play. And they were they were tagging the ball. And then t- it was sweet. You know, learn how to dink it. And they know how to they they dink it. You got to do it. The little, Peter, the little Peter Dinklage every now and then. Yeah. This, it's this, the sound I could do without. Yeah. But it's pretty fun. Okay. There's a sweat involved. It, it's totally. Yeah. By the way, pay him no attention. Are you? You're just uh, you're a downer when it comes to pickle. Yes, he is. You're not alone, by the way. And then I challenged him, and he said, "I don't want to hurt my Achilles." The problem is, yeah. here's the problem: is oh, that God. I've really dug in on this stance, and I would feel like a pretty big hypocrite backpedaling. No, you wouldn't. Stop it. You can. No, still... you wouldn't be alone on that either. You'd be on a line. You'd be on a line. I was that guy. I was that guy. Yes. We'd be. We'd just be closer. And I, that is one of my goals in life, is to be closer to Tim. This is so, what we're doing here. We're all a, just trying to come together. It'll be a great you know, finish figure it out. to Justified City Primeval, seeing Raylan Givens step in the kitchen, getting called for being in the kitchen. That'll be fantastic. Oh my God. He would not be happy if, with that. Oh, if you know what? If this show goes well, and now I'm, I'm, uh, there's a plea to the viewers and the listeners, um, hmm. watch the show, because uh, I've always wanted to do another one after this one. Um, and by the way, it's good. So I'm not I'm not trying to cheat you, but if we bring it back, yes. I feel like Raylan's going to be playing pickle. Yeah, that alone in the hat, obviously in the hat, of course. <laughs> I mean, you can't if you don't have the hat on. No one knows it's, it's the show. They're well, like, well, what is the show? The most important question since we're spitballing here and we're creating yeah, the second doing. season of this how Justified City Prime. This is just like talking with Quentin on the set. <laughs> it premieres tomorrow. You at, and me with the pickleball exactly, idea. Exactly. At 10 Put p.m. The wind Eastern. In our sales. Exactly. And I don't allow cell phones on this set either. At 10 p.m. Eastern on FX. Uh, and you could watch it on Hulu the next day, which is available here on Roku. So, Hold on a second. We'll, we'll, okay. Sorry, I just want to <laughs> turn this off really quick. I don't want to. I, I had forgotten. I had forgotten. No, that's okay. I'm very Tarantino like <laughs> like that. Um, so, uh, would, would Raylan zinc it up? Is the question. Does Raylan Givens zinc it up? Well, he's going to when he's playing pickle. Boy. For sure. I just love watching you kick ass and take names like this. Well, and that's what's going to be cool is to see him go from playing pickle to kicking ass. (laughs) And by the way, he's going to do a lot for pickle. I feel like I think that might bring you around when you see Raylan playing pickle and then kicking ass. Right. I like that he has shortened it like Tom Cruise. Like it's not pickleball; it's pickle. It's what it's. Just stop talking. You just belie (laughs) your ignorance on the subject matter with each syllable you utter into the Rick Rosen show microphone. I don't get the reference. No, just he. Cruise shortens words like, "Oh, I'm not working on Mission Impossible. I'm working on Mission." Rob Lowe told us that. that, That's he. He learned from Tom Cruise the very badass way of talking about your filmography. So, for instance, you wouldn't have said, well, I was on the set of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I was on the set of Hollywood. I was on the set of Hollywood. You you know what I mean? That's what I'm like. By the way, can we get back to Primeval? Yes, please. 
See what I did there? No, go let's do I it. Shortened please. It. Shortened it. Oh, I see. <laughs> wow. By the way, and I also I told you earlier, also check out Circle because Circles. Yes. Uh, circle. So tell me, what what is that circle. about with Soderbergh? What's that about? That is a uh, uh, it's like the botch kidnapping mm -hmm. that just exposes everybody's dirty little secrets. It is so intense and so riveting. The performances are so good. Claire then, Danes, course, Dennis Quaid, you. Yeah. And sort of, it's, he is the, one of the smartest people I've ever come across. He's, he's what they call uh, a genius. I would agree. Yeah. Um, he just doesn't miss. So it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Riveting. Okay. Riveting. All right. And that's on Max, the original limited series. Um, I've never asked you this, so I'm going to ask you. How did you get involved with Curb, your enthusiasm, and Larry David? And those episodes, which, by the way, you are brilliant in. Those are some funny, funny episodes of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Thank you. I You're appreciate welcome. that. I don't, I don't know how to do it any other way. Oh, that's, <laughs> you only know one speed. I like it. I like it. You know what I mean? I'm like you. I just, I just win. I just like complimenting <laughs> you. I'm just a, I just win. Look at my hair. Uh, you, I, I do appreciate that. How'd you get involved? I was so fun to be a part of that. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's one of those jobs where uh, I'd, I'd pay to be there. Um I mean, not really, but you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? the spirit of the, uh, what I'm saying. In theory. Yes. Um, I had done, I had uh, Jeff Schaefer, who uh, produces that show, yes. you know, runs that show there with Mr. David. I had worked, I think this is how I got on there, yeah. not, but I had worked with, uh, he had a show called, it's a sports show. The League? Worked, there you go. Yes. And uh, I play, I was on the, I did an episode of The League. Okay. And so that was the beginning of that relationship. And I think that's what might have something to do with it. I don't know. So I you just, never I met Larry call. David before getting on the set with him? No, never. What was that like? Oh, what a joy. I had not usually with most people that I am uh, obsessed with. And because yes. and, that's a show, I'm not a big TV show guy. I actually don't like a lot of TV, but mm. I will watch Curb till, you know, yeah. till they, till they quit. Mm -hmm. Um, I did not know he was such a, a, a generous laugher. I didn't know he was, he just laughs. And uh, it was a ball. To, uh, and I'm guilty of that too. Okay. I, I'll crack up in the middle. Of, I'm pretty easy to crack up on a set. Right. So just laughing with him. Uh, and the way they shoot that is so fun. I and mean, they're getting away with murder. It's yeah. just, it's so fun. So did you ad lib many of your lines? Or? I mean, basically, the. I don't want to go too in the weeds, but you know, they, right. they don't have a script per se, they just have an outline. Right. So for my episode, for example, they would have a scene where it just says, you know, Larry's going to come to your room. Uh, he needs a toothbrush. He, you have an extra toothbrush, but you won't give it to him. Right? That's And uh, because that's your toothbrush. And he's having to, you know. So you you arrive on set, and they've, they kind of just huddle up, and we read that. That's the scene. And then they say, okay, let's go. And the first take might be 15 minutes and maybe, two, you know, a minute of it's usable. Um, and you just kind of begin to shape it. Yes. Um, and, you know, the one piece of advice I had gotten or I, I tend to listen to is, you know, don't try to be funny. And when in doubt, just repeat what the other person says. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you know, cut to, you know, seconds after that, you know, here he knocks on the door, cameras are rolling and. He's like, uh, you know, I need to, you got an extra toothbrush. And I said, yeah, I got one. He's like, oh, great. I need it. And I was like, oh, you can't have it. You know? And then he's like, <laughs> he's like what are you talking about? And you're just going, and then it's slowly, he's like, okay, next take. Uh, here's what we liked. That's funny. Let's do more of that. Yeah. You know, all of a sudden it starts becoming a toothbrush emergency. 
and then I'm talking about, but that's your toothbrush emergency. That's not my toothbrush emergency. And all of a sudden you realize, oh, my God, this is the show. We're, we've just sort of stumbled in. This is the show. And I said to him, how do you get one of these? <laughs> I mean, I've been memorizing lines my whole life. What do you say? I mean, what an idiot. Seinfeld? Is that what he said? Just do Seinfeld? Yeah, I just said, yeah. So, you know, listen, I, I, uh, I, my character's not dead, if they're listening. I, I had a ball on there. Uh, that it was, was a, fun. That was a funny episode with the Toblerone and the weights well, I mean, and the whatever. The whole thing was amazing. You know. I started to slouch, but I didn't want Chris to have to come over and adjust my camera. Oh, understood. Look at you. Can you, look, can you just get over here? Can you, oh my can you just hustle over here? All right. Tim, well, you know, I just uh, finished Daisy Jones in the Six. And oh. I, I, I love everything you're in, man, like literally. But I really, how was it working on that? I had a ball on that thing. Um, well, sorry, I went back. I went back on. <laughs> Go back to your seat. He's just baiting you. You guys are really... Uh, well, we're into it. You guys are really cut down here at the staff. <laughs> uh, I appreciate that. I had a ball doing that thing. Um, uh, the guys that uh, created that show uh, was Scott Newstedler, and um, no one wants to know the director's name, but he's a wonderful director. But uh, I had known them for a while, and they gave me a shout about that uh, about that character. I love that genre. I love those, um, and we we just had a good time, you know. Seventies was uh, really cool. What a wonderful cast! What a lovely group of people! It was it was, uh, it was fun to okay. fun to hang out with those those folks. What's your favorite Deadwood? James Ponsalt was a, was the director's. What's name. your favorite Deadwood story? But, Give me one. Favorite Deadwood story? Yes, from the entirety of it all. What do you want? I told I you know. the one about uh, killing the kid. Can I? Is that Which fair to that talk again? about at this point? What is it again? <laughs> it's a <laughs> story. It's the first one that came to mind. Ah, uh, you know what? It, let's go for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying this is. <laughs> all I know. I'm, now I'm, I'm having second thoughts, but I'm still going to commit to some part of the story. Very well. There was a character on the show. Perhaps it was a young character. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was some brouhaha going on that uh, somebody connected to that. Uh, that actor was being a pain in the ass. And um, there was some there was some drama behind the scenes. That's and, odd for David Milch production. <laughs> so good. <laughs> OK, so there's this kid and uh, there's some brouhaha going on that didn't sit well with Milch. And, yeah, I tend to stay out of those things. I didn't know much about what was going on. Yes. But within just an hour or two, there was a knock on my trailer door, and, and Milch is there. And um, unusually, we, we tend to just talk it on the set or mm -hmm. talk at lunch. So the fact he's at my trailer, I said, you know, what's going on? He said, um, <laughs> we're going to kill the kid. <laughs> 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 that was solved to whatever was happening behind the scenes. I'm not sure. It wasn't the first time that was a solve. By the way, there was some other. There was we had we had other. There's there was another character at one point that was a bit of an issue with scheduling, and mm -hmm. uh, he didn't live. He didn't live long either. <laughs> but what's amazing about that this story? Is if I may, the creativity of that man, mm -hmm. because that happened. Uh, he, he said to me, "He goes, look, uh, 
he immediately he's no dummy he knows that underneath just a neurotic actor he said uh, right after he said i'm gonna kill the kid he said um it's gonna be wonderful for you it's gonna, <laughs> it's, gonna, it's, gonna it's it's a wonderful storyline like it's gonna be great um and he we had this whole I mean, you you know the show. Yeah. There was a kid that died, and it was a tragic event. The whole town witnessed it. Yeah. Um, me sitting over the kids while he's still uh, with us, and um, he his his real father was my character's brother. I was raising my older brother's child. Yes. He's talking to me as if I'm. He thinks I'm uh, his real father. Um, it was, uh, the it was bullets go into, so crushing the watching bullets this. The bullets go into mourning, and the town is in disarray, and they don't know when it's right to la uh, go get Bullock, and Swearingen's got to come to our house, and he comes through the front door right. for the first time, and we sit in my home. All these amazing, he, so my, he wasn't wrong. It was incredible drama. It took up a, the bulk of that season. And it was born out of? And I was like, what the f*** was this show going to be about? <laughs> I mean, they're historical figures. He has no problem yeah. taking creative license. Sure. I mean, it's, it's, we never, I mean, the season we were going to do, the guy was amazing. You know, you know, um, that M Mrs. Bullock. Yes. When I got the job, I was told, uh, she, her character would arrive that, uh, like, at the um, sometime in the first season, mm -hmm. and she would show up with the kids, and you'd be, and then it was like, well, it's going to be the final episode. Then he came up to me, he said, at the the final episode, your wife shows up, and then and then he said next year, and so, you know, he, he was just he was so willing to just go with like, no, th th what's happening here is really interesting. There's more here to dig into, and Played just by... a willingness to zig and zag, and know that he still had history on his side. We were at a self-contained set. It was a perfect storm of madness and creative genius. And somehow it all worked. It was amazing. Well, I mean, it was something to be around. Yeah. Played by, uh, was a Anna, good one, huh? play, unbelievable played by Anna Gunn, who many people know as Mrs. Walter White. Anna Scott Gunn. Wright. Yes. The lovely, the talented, just a, a wonderful cast. woman. Uh, she thought she was showing up season early season one, then not till end of season one. And then, you know, hang on, we'll have you next year. And then, you know, you'll be part of an incredible plot twist based on the fact that somebody was, was painting the ass off camera. <laughs> and David Milch is like... Somebody <laughs> connected. I'm not naming who was a connect, whatever. And look, oh, now, keep in mind, that may not have even been the real truth. <laughs> no, I mean, even for David. Like, I don't know if that's what's real. That's true. I got you. You know what I mean? Like, he is, he was... Uh, I don't know what's real. He might have had that plan all along, and he was looking for the nudge. I don't know. Right. He might have had it. You, you don't know. I just know that that's my experience. I bet. <laughs> and that was weekly. Kids should never have given him that bad tip of the fifth race at San Amazing. It shouldn't have ever happened. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, Tim, thank you for coming on. Uh, it is always great having you here. It's, it's a pleasure. A always, it's always a pleasure blast. to be here, and I, I appreciate you Thank guys. you very thank much. You. Uh, watch Justified City Primeval on FX. It premieres tomorrow, 10 p.m. Eastern on, on Hulu the next day, available right here on the Roku platform. And uh, everyone should watch it so we can watch Raylan Givens play pickleball in the second season of this <laughs> terrific show. Tim, 
Oliphant. Oliphant? No, it's an all. Did I say it's N A L L? Oliphant. I don't want to drag out the end clothes here. That was such a lovely close. Now it's going to be back to this. We'll be right back here on the Dick Eisen Show, right here on the Rocket Channel. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Welcome back to the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network. I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. I love that guy. Mm. He definitely makes me feel less of a man whenever I talk to him. Because <laughs> he's just so... He's just awesome. He doesn't try to be cool. He but does he not, but is. he is cool. Yeah. Uh, and he's always been great to us back in the day on our podcast Absolutely. days and showing up here and everything he's in is great. I can't wait to have that uh, that interview clank around for quite a bit. Um, okay. I need NFL Films music, oh. please. I have a top five list. As always, these are born out of Brockman saying, why don't you do it? I'm like, okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, it is my top five list of quarterbacks in need of a bounce back season. Okay, I like this. Okay. Number five on this list is the only one that's on this list due to injury. Okay. This is the only one on this list due to injury, and he needs a bounce-back season because you're hearing rumors here in Los Angeles that they were trying to trade him, and you're hearing talk that maybe he's not all that anymore. Good one. You know, well, he, they're, they're tanking for Caleb Williams. He, he no look to pass to Cooper <laughs> Cup in the yeah. Super Bowl to thread a needle. So, uh, But we all know last year was a disaster for Matthew Stafford. And I, I want to see a bounce-back season from him. I want to see him stay here in Los Angeles as long as he and his wife want. I want him to be staring at these Pacific Coast sunsets and having the sunset glint off of a trophy, you know? But, um, and this year's kind of big, I think. I think this year's kind of big. We will see what Matthew Stafford looks like in a bounce-back season. I hope he is as healthy as everyone thinks he is, as everyone is hearing from the Rams that he is. Let's go. Let's get Cooper Cup back out there. Let's get the Rams back out there and having a bounce back season. And uh, they're one of the sleeper teams maybe of 2023. I'm throwing that all out there. Because I'm throwing it all against the wall. Because they're going to be sleeping all season? No, because they're, they, they still have – they've got a very young team with enough of the talent from yeah. the Super Bowl season okay. to maybe catch some fire with a terrific coach. Number four on this list, got to get it. Got to have it. Need to see it. Is the first year the guy or is the second year the guy? 
is the second year because the guys who are coaching him up weren't uh, at all adequate to do so because they'd never done it before. I want to see Mac Jones have a bounce back season. I agree with that. He's number four on this list. He is in need of a bounce back yeah, season. Big time. Okay, because he's got a coach there who will be ready to go to Bailey Zappi in a heartbeat if he thinks that's the way to go. And there's no sacred cows in Bill Belichick's world. And even though, you know, I, what, AKK loves him? AKK. And everybody's wearing, everyone's cows. wearing their jerseys. They're, they're wearing their 10 gamers to the stadium. But not if he's struggling in the first half of this season and Bill O'Brien's sitting there and he's got getting paid. He, he and the two Bills have a little heart-to-heart. That's the way Bailey Zappi's showing up. Uh, I need to see Mac Jones have a bounce-back season. Number three on this list. It's been a while since this guy's have a, had a, uh, a Pro Bowl season. We're all assuming he's the same Pro Bowl guy. And you can cut him if you want a little bit of uh, slack because he had a self-imposed and then NFL-imposed sabbatical that kept Deshaun Watson out of the National Football League for quite some time. His own doing. And then he comes back last year and he finishes up the season for the Browns and he looked mediocre is the only way to put it. And you could sit here and say, well, that is not fair because he hadn't played in a while and then he had to pick things up in the middle of the season. I need to see Deshaun Watson have a bounce back season. The Cleveland Browns put a ton of eggs in this man's basket And they also put a lot of their capital with their fans in that basket. So not just the capital out of their bank account, but some of the capital with their fans figuratively in Deshaun Watson's basket. Got to see him have a bounce back season and look like the guy who was taking the Texans to the playoffs. If that guy shows up in Cleveland, then we can kind of uh, rearrange potentially some of the AFC North furniture. Maybe even in the state of Ohio. How about them apples? Because as you know, Burroughs had a problem beating this team. So I need to see a bounce back season from him. Number two, new address for this guy. After the one team that he's only known coughed him up. Actually, they sent him home for Christmas. They sent him home for Christmas. And he went on a free agency tour. And he chose the New Orleans Saints how about Derek Carr having a bounce back season? Interesting. How about him taking the Raiders to the playoffs a couple of years ago? Last year, could not close a double-digit deal for his life. Couldn't put points on the board after crushing the scoreboard in the first quarter and a half, first half of football games, and then went to sleep in the second half as the defense started to give up points we all know what was the problem with the Raiders last year and I called his last game as a Raider Christmas Eve night in Pittsburgh and he threw interception after interception to close that game and Josh McDaniels basically said you are Keyshawn for the rest of the season and he said that this was something that made his wife cry Mm. now he's going to New Orleans where they hope He is the guy that's after the guy, with the guy being Drew Brees being the first one. Derek Carr got to get a bounce back season from him, and I think the number one on quarterback on this list is the ultimate no-brainer. This one is 1,000%, I think, the quarterback on your list if you're making up a top five quarterbacks list in need of a bounce back season, and it is Russell Wilson in Denver. Let's go. Let's get him cooking again. Let's get him out of the pocket and throwing. Let's get him being Russell Wilson again. Last year was an unmitigated disaster for the heart and soul of so many of those 
Seattle Seahawks championship teams in the NFC West. And, of course, the the kid that was um, as good as they come for the first 10 years of his career regressed to the point where people don't even know if he's good anymore. Here comes Sean Payton in his first foray as the coach of the Denver Broncos. And they closed up his office on the second floor, apparently. And things have changed there. And he looks healthy. And he looks ready to roll. And Broncos country, let's ride. Let's see how that works. He is number one on the list of quarterbacks in need of a bounce-back season. In can the National get one more? All right, we'll get one okay, more. Okay, we got one more. You can go in so many different directions here. Certainly since the guy came on strong uh in the last month plus of the nfl season so how could somebody come on strong in the last month of an nfl season and i'm sitting here saying he's in need of a bounce back season because you don't think he's going to be there anymore and he's actually you know more of a signal caller than a quarterback and it's einstein yeah it's einstein he's a signal caller uh as you know he's trying to call with a bad signal that's the last time we saw him you know on his bicycle of trying to trying to get better reception on his cell phone and i'm wondering if he's going to have a season let alone a bounce back season as one of the top signal callers of december and january in the national football league and that's (laughs) man i got totally fooled I thought you were going to maybe throw Brock Purdy no, in there no, or, or, even, or even Aaron Rodgers. No, no, no. No, no, no. You need a bounce back You don't season. think Rodgers needs a bounce back season? Kaput! Come on, man. I, I don't think he's above any of these people on this list here. I mean, Stafford could be toast. I'm just saying the toast, one more. Right? You need Mac Jones to have a bounce back season. Ryan Tannehill? I was thinking of putting him on that list. Rodgers, you know... Rodgers definitely regressed from back-to-back MVP seasons. He shouldn't have won one of those. He's going to win three in a row. Well, one of them was COVID, right? And you say it was a COVID season? That should have been been Tom Brady's. Let's be honest. Well, you know, he's a signal caller, that Einstein. Wow. I can't believe I got duped on that. I thought we were done with the Einstein crap. That's a bounce back. (laughs) But Thank nobody, you. Nobody wants that bounce back. I do. Yeah. That's a good See, point. Dude. All those other five things that Hold people want. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes we say things into these microphones <laughs> without understanding completely what it would be like. Put yourself in your shoes if you're sitting at home. Put next November, in my shoes? yes, next okay. November, next December, in your own and you see him on his. You see Paul Giamatti back on his bike. I'll change the channel. No, you won't. I'm gonna actually. You TV. will, and you know what you'll see when you change the channel. <laughs> Same commercial. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna throw something at you. My can't TV. avoid it. <laughs> Brilliant. You can't avoid my, it. My TV will be kaput because I've broken it. Come on, you like the, you gotta like it. He's a signal caller more than a quarterback. <laughs> I don't like being fooled like that. I don't think anyone on the planet Earth loves those commercials more than you. (laughs) No, I think Rudd does. Next time we have Paul Rudd Not even Paul Giamatti. When I saw Paul Rudd at the draft, Mm -hmm. when I saw Paul Rudd at the draft, I don't know why this came up, but he said Paul Giamatti as Einstein was his screensaver on his cell phone for (laughs) weeks. That's preposterous. Not Paul's beautiful kids or his wife. Paul Maybe himself as Ant-Man. Nope. Had... That that's ridiculous. Character as his screensaver on his cell phone for weeks. You know why? Because he knows that's a signal caller. That's preposterous. Of note.
I'm going to put this up as a poll. Well, should, shouldn't the header be signal callers and not QBs? And not no, they're both the same. It's like pass catchers and receivers. <laughs> you know. All right. We got duped again, bro. We'll take a break. I hate it. I knew Dak I, was I coming. Everything. That's why I, I kind of stopped paying attention because you don't throw Dak in here. Nope. Big series for the Yankees and the Angels coming up starting tonight. I'm going to hit it. Guys, let's take a trip to Anaheim. I'm going to hit it hard. Dude. You have to leave your house. Yeah. I'll do it for that. No, you won't. <laughs> <laughs> Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. We just mentioned our friend uh, Jeff Passan, who uh, is one of our favorites, calling into the show, appearing on this program, um, because we were referring to him calling in from an ice machine room in a hotel on the day of the home run derby. Um, he tweeted this out about 40 minutes oh, ago. This is awful. That um, during a, a cleanup after a big storm in Kansas City, a large tree limb decided to fall and crush me. The good news, I still have use of my arms, legs, and Twitter fingers. The bad news, I have a broken back. The ber- vertebra fracture will heal. I'll be better. I hope in the pain subsides between now and the trade deadline, though painkiller fuel tweets could be a fun time. He thanks his family, friends, ESPN, and then the nurses and doctors and support staff at KU Med. Uh, I so appreciate your care and diligence, and to those who are so vital helping me deliver news this time of year, especially my back may be shot, but my phone still works in a tweet breaking my back. So he's got a sense of humor intact. He's laughing because of his tweet breaking my back. I know. So I'm glad <laughs> oh. that he's able to joke. Yeah, right. And um, but, hey, Jeff, our, our best to you. No doubt. So sending all of our um, our well wishes your way. Ugh, One of man. my favorites. So kind a of tree limb back fell and broke his back. Yeah. Ugh. Your head on a swivel. Jeez. So sending our best to uh, one of our favorites out there. No doubt. I don't know there's that much to follow up on that one. Other than uh, we will be having our eyes peeled over the next couple weeks. His phone works. His, his hands work. We'll have to get him to call in soon and tell us how he's Sure. Doing. That's exactly what he wants to do. Hopped up on painkillers. <laughs> hey, that would be in. great. Ooh, Elmo on painkillers. Oh, my God. I do love Jeff Passon. Yeah, Sending our best, best to you, sir. Uh, and appreciate you sharing and uh, being able to have uh, your sense of humor intact. Back here on our program. All right. Headline. Yankees stink. They are in last <laughs> place. Now, they're above 500, which is kind of tough to say that they stink. But when you're in last place, and this is the latest they have been in last place, a piece of it or alone, this late in the season since 1992. And if they're alone in it, the last time they were in last place in the AL East this late in the season was 1990. It's the Stump Merrill year, Yankees. This is brutal. Okay? It's tough to watch. Judge has been out. I totally get it. But... They're in that mode right now of if they're hitting, the pitching's not working. And if the pitching's working, the hitting's not working. 
They lost two of three to the Rockies, one of the worst teams in baseball. And it's not, I mean, it's, it's not even working great in their booth. Did you hear what happened yesterday? This is, uh, no. yeah, the Yankees, uh, it, they, they gave up a grand slam home run to C.J. Crone. Mm-hmm. They're up 3-1. Now they're down 5-3. They tie the game 5-5. They go into extras. They go up 7-5. And, you know, base running, they got thrown out at third to end the ninth and the tenth. How about that? How about, making, how about making outs to end innings at third base in consecutive innings? It just was bad baseball all around. Like Dion, you cut. <laughs> and then John Flat, and then they go up 7-5, then, you know, ghost runner on second, first batter, home run to tie the game. And then two outs later, this happens. One of the, one of the worst announcer jinxes of all time. Yeah, I've heard this one. Trejo, 120 at-bats, does not have a home run this year. <laughs> oh, no. Until now, a game-winning walk-off home run from Alan Trejo. And the Rockies win this one 8-7. to seven. That's John Flaherty, who does a great job on yes, by the way. Normally he does the uh, analysis, but they had him in the role of play-by-play as they're making their way here to Anaheim. Yankees, again, they're above 500. They're only two games out of the wild card. That's it. And they come here to Southern California to take on an Angels team that is two under 500, six games out of the wild card race, and four behind the Yankees and Red Sox, who are both two games out. So the Angels are on the periphery of hailing distance. And last night, Shohei Otani, homers, hits a 34th home run of the season to put him up 8-3. to And then the Astros score 6 to win the game. Hmm. And that's the way the Angels fall to the Astros. So once again, Otani does his job. And then when the rest of the team does pitch in to do their job, they still can't win. So you got two teams that can't get it right. The Yankees MVP is out and judge. And, you know, the Yankees treat injuries with their fans like it's the Patriots. They don't Mm -hmm. tell you much. Yeah, I thought he was going to be back by now. Well, who the hell knows? He just let it slip. Oh, by the way, I'm just, I'm fine. I ran through this bullpen door. I'm fine. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's not in the lineup tonight. Oh, he's not in the lineup the next night. Oh, yeah. He's on the injured list. Oh, yeah. He's on the injured list and he just lets it slip. He's got a, a torn ligament, ligament in yeah. his toe. He's out. Otani is in. And both teams can't get it together. And I'll just say this, Hal Steinbrenner, who said, if the team just gets healthy, right, Rodon comes back, he lost in Colorado, and they get healthy, and all they got to do is play like they did in early May, and they'll be fine. Well, it's getting late. It's now late July, mid to late July. It's almost early August. How about that? I'm, I'm rounding in a certain direction to make my point, which my dad always did. May he rest in peace, Joel Eisen. Whenever I was acting up, he wanted to say, you know, 
if I was like, say, 13 and a half, it was, you're 14. Act, you know, you should act. And That's then, your age. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, you can't stay out late. You're 13. <laughs> exactly. Time goes by so he fast. He went round and round to make round his point. Fast. So I'm, I'm, my, I'm my father's son. All right. So it's almost August. The Yankees need Otani right now. They need Otani right now, and they're going to see him. And the next three games, it is crucial for the Yankees to win these next three games, not just for their season, but to make sure Otani's Angels leave this series in a big pile of ash nine out of the wild card totally completely and utterly gutted so they have no choice but to answer a phone call from brian cashman who will absolutely turn around the way that everybody feels about him in the new york yankee fandom right now by getting otani and i don't care Oswald, Peraza, Oswaldo, Cabrera, Volpe. I don't care. Honestly. I'm seeing the Reds and the Orioles keep calling up these kids who just rake. And, they, and then they call up another one. And you're like, oh, gosh, they got, they're so young and so good. And then they call up another. And you're like, where are they coming from? <laughs> and I know the Yankees didn't choose first overall as much as these guys did. I don't care. You get Otani. First things first. You ruin the Angels' season in the next three days, and you get Otani now. And then you show them what it's like to be a Yankee as you're making a playoff run and go beat the Astros like a rented mule and go ahead and do things you haven't done in the last couple years or decades and roll the dice and get it done. That's what George M. would do. We need a little more George M. than Hal. Let's take a look at the slide rules and the projections and the PowerPoints. PowerPoint, my ass. It starts tonight in the Big A. We'll chat Tuesday.